prepare yourselves, because rising from the abyss, rising from the submerged desolation, are some of the most corrupt, steely-eyed, nerdsos that you have ever allowed into your ear holes. This is relics of war. You will not be found wanting for Guild Wars, or Guild Wars 2 news this day. <laughs> but you might want a shower. Like an undead pirate or some shit. Isn't it? That's a very nice Guild Wars 2 podcast you have there. Be a shame if something were to happen to it. Oh. Do not shoot me! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Relics of War podcast. This is a podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community. My name is Ryan, I'll be your host. A lot of you know me as Cole out there, and with me here today are the lovely fine folks such as Tasha, uh, with England. Is it, I mean, that's, what can I say? <laughs> you, well, are you still doing Split Infinity? Um, officially I am on hiatus from Split Infinity, so, okay. yes. Um, it's nothing against them, folks, it's just that the, the DJing and looking after relics was kind of eating up my time in a mega amount, so I decided to take a bit of a break from the DJing, and uh, I may or may not be back soon. We'll see. Anyway, yes, hello. So, and you affected me with your headaches, sir. I have yeah. a, a, a point to make about you, because you had the headaches, and now I have them, and it's not fair. You can take your headaches back. Yeah, yeah, and the other day you were telling me, oh, I've got headaches, but I'm sure they're nothing. It's the exact same thing that Lacey does. She'll say, oh, I've got a headache today, but I'm sure it's nothing like yours. I'm like, yeah, but it's still a headache. Since headaches are a bitch. Damn yes. It. You don't need I to make agree. it. No comparisons needed. So apologies to you for that. If I Thank if you. I could help you, I would, but I can't because I can't help myself. No, that's all right. I have antibiotics, but I think the amount of alcohol I'm consuming at the moment is probably negating their effect. So it's fine. Amen. It's late Saturday. It's I'm allowed to drink. It's cool. That's right, and I'll I'll get back to the alcohol as well because I'm partaking. But also with us, since we've drugged this out way too far already, is Tiger with SecretAgentCat.com. Brains. Do you have any booze with you, Tiger? Oh, I wish. I'm about to send my husband to get go get me some. You guys are making me want some. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the and then, least he can do for giving me the plague. Oh, yeah. You were sick this week, weren't you? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I stayed home twice this week. And it's Saturday, and I worked today to make up the time. And it's just, Ooh. oh, it was bad. That's you tell that good. man... All his in-game Dune references do not excuse him giving you the plague. Dune? Well, yeah, he always goes by Atreides. Atre Atreides. Atreides. I'm thinking Paul Atreides. It's but if that's it's the uh, some ancient Greek or Roman god of vengeance. Whoa! Actually, so you... is where he got it from. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> he was, he's got no, he's got nothing going for him now. Uh, he doesn't like Dune. <laughs> oh God! Does he like Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, uh, we're going to need to have a talk. Okay, and uh, Christian. We have Christian, the mashup man. Chris i got to say, Christian S. Preston Esquire. Hi, everyone. All <laughs> Can you, you do the air guitar? Out there. <laughs> Can you do the air guitar with me? The, the air guitar? 
Eric, it's, you ever see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? No. Oh, you gotta see it. <gasps> oh, if if anyone out there has not seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, please do. Shun yeah. the non-believer. Yeah. Shun. <laughs> Choose I, your I know eternity. Choose your own, you ugly, red, source of all evil. That would be the first thing that comes to my mind, is that he's red. Anyway, sorry. I'm quoting movies now. I, I will join Christian in uh, having not seen that film either. I think I started watching it once and decided it was far too silly. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in the both of you. Well, I'll put it on my film rental list. I'll see it eventually. It's fine. What's sad, though, is it might be like... Last time I saw Terminator from like 1984, I was like, man, I loved this movie as a kid. And it's still like, it's a good story idea, but the movie was like, oh, that's not so... Yeah. But Michael Biehn's still a badass. Right. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I can tell yep. by that awkward silence. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, what are we, we're gonna, we were going to get back to the booze. Right? Yes, booze. Okay. So I'm drinking uh, Bordeaux out of a coffee mug here in my car. Here in my car. Oh, sorry. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am drinking Bulmer's Apple Cider. Because it was a glorious day here in England today, and uh, as a result, the cider had to come out. It might be premature, because it's still only April, and therefore there would be lots and lots of rain between now and summer, but still, the cider had to come out. You know what they say, an apple a day keeps the inhibitions away. Exactly. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I, I am a little bit worried about what I'm going to say on the podcast. I think <laughs> I was even this, like, tanked when we did the Christmas episode, and I had been drinking for quite a lot longer. So, yeah, this could be interesting. I well, just what do we have? My husband for the chocolate wine. Oh, did you? Yeah. Chocolate wine. Chocolate we wine. This, we had this it tastes like before, I think. hard liquor chocolate. Right. Kind of strange, but since I like the taste of hard liquor, it's yummy. Where is he? It's not here. So I got to tell you guys, I had a hell of a day today. Um, as people know, I was trying to get scuba certified, but then the doctor got in my way and he was like, no, because I think you have a tumor, but then you don't have a tumor. So I just offset you by a month, you bastard. So now I finally got to do the scuba diving today and that was fun. I was having loads of fun, even though it was only in a pool and it was a really small pool at that and there was tons of people. But, uh, yeah, I'm finally getting scuba certified, having loads of fun with that. And I'm beginning to wonder if I'm at least a little bit affected also by nitrous narcos narcosis whatever it is when when you go deep underwater with a an oxygen tank and you're breathing that oxygen as you go deeper the nitrogen becomes denser and when nitrogen becomes denser it starts to take on a narcotic effect and the guy was telling us the story about how you have to be careful and you have to be observant of what your friends are doing because some people are more affected by it than others and he remembers one time this is funny he goes down <laughs> They're like, they're trying to observe some wreckage, right? And he takes, his buddy takes out his breather and he's trying to do some buddy breathing with a barracuda that's snapping his jaws at him to warn him. <laughs> he's trying to buddy breathe with the thing. Oh my God. I'm wow. like, how did you take it? And he goes, well, I wasn't exactly unaffected by the narcosis either. So we all just went up because we were scared. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. So I am looking forward to the actual scuba diving now. It's like, woohoo. <laughs> It's like Lacey going... is going to have her hands full taking care of you. I wonder now. You know, they call it reefer. I'm beginning to think I know why. Mm -hmm. Coral reef, mm -hmm. reefer. Mm -hmm. yeah, anyway. All right. So, and then I got home. This is the crazy part. I got home and Lacey and I have these home projects we're trying to do. But we're just kind of, you know, whittling away at them piece by piece. I get home and they were all done. I'm talking about a dog run was built inside of our backyard, like fencing and stuff. 
and our garage was cleaned out, all kinds of holes that my dog dug were filled. I was like, what the crap? Turns out my parents stopped by while we were getting certified today and did all kinds of stuff in our house, just as a gift. Oh, that's Aww. nice. That's so sweet. Yes, so now you people are like, why is he in such a good mood? Now you know. That's awesome. That's that I I told Lacey, this makes up for all the negativity of getting your door halfway ripped off. <laughs> and then halfway through the week, Lacey was driving this car again, and she drove over some piece of metal. So the front tire kicks that piece of metal back, and it jams into the back tire, and also lodges against the road, so it picks the car up for a second, jams straight into the tire, pops it, so we had to go buy new tires. Oh, it was like, God, Lacey can't drive this car anymore. There's bad she. <laughs> Right. It reminds me of that, like, the first accident I ever had, and um, I was driving back from uh, town one day, and it was it was really, really dark, and um, there were some roadworks on the way home, and I was following another car going round the roundabout, um, and I didn't notice, but one of the, like, warning triangle frames um, for, like, a, you know, roadwork sign had kind of fallen into the middle of the road. It got kicked up by the car in front and got wedged underneath my car. So it was me going around the roundabout. I hadn't been driving very long. And this bit of metal like scraping on the road stuck underneath my car. Me freaking out because I had no clue what I was doing at all. Tried to pull over. And um, it turned out that I picked up like all the cabling that was controlling all the traffic lights around the area as well. Oh, and wow. I just pulled wow. the cables out as well. <laughs> so there's me like panicking, trying to find my mobile phone so I could call my dad because the house wasn't that far away from where I was. But both my parents had been drinking that night, so neither of them could drive. So yeah, that that wasn't great. That but. sounds like a Michael Bay script. <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> it was absolutely a disaster. Don't mind. Wow. Yes. Well, Speaking I of guess... cars, the Formula One season has restarted, so I'm very happy, Bunny. Formula One is like the only sport I follow. So Wait, what is that? Um, it's like NASCAR, except that we know how to go both ways around a track. We can turn both ways in the same, <laughs> the same race. See, it's hard. It's hard to tell an American who's not like a complete redneck <laughs> that <laughs> I enjoy watching cars because then you just immediately go, "Yeah." And what kind of chaw do you like, Copenhagen? I don't know. I'm judgmental. I've well, already had too much. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I like the Formula One. It's it's fun, and uh, there's lots of rivalries going on there, and I follow them quite a lot. It, so yeah, it's good. It's kind of like well, on that movie Cars, though, where that there's that French. What is it? Um, kind it of was Italian. Was I think. Porsche. Yeah, a Porsche, an Italian Porsche, and he's like, you know, have you been have you been with the Ferraris and stuff like that? And he's like, I race on the American track. Whoa! Wait, he wasn't French. Never mind. <laughs> he was Italian, I just told you that. Yeah, I know, but I'm also drinking, so enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> right, we should probably talk about some Guild Wars. What do you guys think? Probably. Um, well, I think one one more note here. Chaz isn't here today, but it sounds like he had a birthday recently. So. Oh, yeah, Chaz. What, how old did he turn, do you know? 22, no. I think. Okay, so same as me. So he would be like one year after the year that he can drink, but he's in Canada, so it didn't matter anyway. I don't mm -hmm. know how old you got to be. In Canada? No, I don't know either. That's peculiar. I, I am doing a project right now at work. I'm BSing because I'm trying to find the sequel scuttlebutt bumper here. But I'm doing a project, actually, that's sourced to Canada. And I got to tell you guys, I love the metric system. Can I just say that real quick? <laughs> Dividing by 16 and 12, not exactly ideal for, you know, trying to be productive. Yeah. And did you know the metric system is, I believe, and people will correct me in emails, and I'm fine with that, but 
I believe the metric system is the official, like, governmentally sanctioned system of the U.S. We just don't use it. Apparently, um, it was too hard. <laughs> wow, <laughs> dividing by 10, that's difficult. I'd rather divide <laughs> by 12. I, I heard... Sorry, go on. I heard, I think there are only three countries that officially still use the, don't use the metric system. Mm-hmm. The States, Liberia, and one other country, or you know, along those lines. Yeah, so that's cool. We're setting a trend, I guess. Oh, wait, no, we're <laughs> holding on to one that's almost dead. That's cool. So here's, here's hoping that we'll eventually, here's hoping that'll eventually move. That's what, okay, so... Well, what we're going to do for this expansion is uh, we're going to take all the existing models and reskin them. Ah, oh, for crying outside. Someone get us a new MMO or I'll stab my ear with this pencil. All right. So for SQL Scuttlebutt today, here he comes, that mighty mouse. <laughs> fighting evil, fighting crime. So who wants, to, yeah, who wants to tell me about the script? Because I don't know much about him. I didn't read it. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're um. Well, we first saw them in some of the skill videos, like with the warrior. There was script script running up on those char. <laughs> yeah, I, I just started drinking, and I'm already slurring my words. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is becoming dignation here, isn't it? <laughs> Start talking like Alex Rose. Hey guys, what about the script? What do you think of them? But um, they're 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 your rat people. Um, but they've also got kind of a hive mind intelligence, but it's not telepathic. They just talk really fast and high like bats. And in fact, in the article, they said bats were used as they're kind of a bat rat human hybrid thing. And that's the basis of the race. And if you get them by themselves, they're kind of dumb and they're not very good at surviving. But if you put a lot of them together, they parse information. It really makes me sound like they had a, someone who was big into technology designing this because just because of the terms they were using to describe them. But in large groups, they can become very intelligent, and the Asura are just freaking out about them. The Asura think they need to be completely eradicated because they're going to take over the entire world. Because the, the script was um, one of those other races that lived underground with the Asura and was forced to the surface um, when Primordus, the Elder Dragon... Rose, and so they've been, you know, they're constantly been in competition with the Asura, and so there's this rivalry going on uh, between those two races, and the other, the, I don't think the other races have much care for it beyond, you know, how it affects their relationship with the Asura. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- in fact, when the Asura first came to the surface, they thought that the script had been wiped out by the, uh, yeah. the destroyers. But we find out 250 years later, nope, wasn't the case. They breed like, well, rats. Like rats, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be kind of interesting to play against them, I think, because it's not very usual that you find that there is a, a, a adversary in an MMO that has a high intelligence. So it will be, well, weird. I think it's really... <laughs> Go ahead, squirrel. I was just going to say it'd be interesting to see if they implement that part of the law in terms of the gameplay. So where where the script um when they're in groups they sort of behave like a hive or a swarm or or if they're just another red dot. Well I think and that'd be excellent if they did, because it would kind of play into the whole dynamic events and there's more people participating. They you 
end up with more script there and they get more intelligent. So I think that would kind of play in really, really nicely to the dynamic event system. One of the stories I noticed that was quite striking, and I don't remember if this was actually on the script article or somewhere else, but it was talking about a band of script that were up with the Codan. Is that mm. the Codan? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the Codan. And one of the script found the Codan way of life and their way of looking at everything completely fascinating. And he wanted to stay behind to learn more about it. So he did. And the rest of the script left. Well, the problem was without all of the other script there, he wasn't smart enough to understand why he found the Codan so fascinating in the first place. I thought it was a very touching and sad story. And they said it was basically your flowers for Algernon for Guild Wars 2. Mm. I think that was the one that was in the script article when they said they yeah. actually had to, they removed it from the game. Yeah, that's right. So, would you guys say that if the script were removed from Guild Wars, that Guild Wars would be Sanskrit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <A> Hinduism joke. <sighs> I don't know about the script. I just have to imply jokes here. That's all I've got. <laughs> they should have a conversation between an Asura and a script where the script says, "You dirty rat." <laughs> Wouldn't that Wait, no, be the backwards. Asura saying that? Yeah, the Asura should be saying, you dirty brother, or you dirty... Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep talking about this. Do you have anything else to say about it? I'll be over here. Um, um, no? I think that's about it. Okay. I mean, let's, well, I mean, Daniel, though, too, said some things about races also, but not just the script, but also the other two as well, which was... I'm trying to segue here, damn it. Come with me. What, the Hylek and... Yeah, the Hylek and the Kodan. You're yeah. saying near the end of the dev cycle. Wait, wait what does this say here? God. Uh, there's basically what it was. There's been two more Doshu interviews been released, mm -hmm. and I just highlighted a couple of points so we didn't forget like the really important bits that came out of it. I.e., the Silvari redesign reveal is probably a couple of months away rather than next week. Oh wow! Which is sad, Panda. But at the other side, they're also near the end of the dev cycle with work starting on races for the new campaigns. So that's my question: is like all this is all this talk about races, kind of, or you know, of the races for new campaigns? Is it does it connect to these other races that they've brought up, or are they races we've never heard about? Well, in all fairness, the wording of the article was such that it wasn't necessarily new playable races for new campaigns. Oh balls! But... I didn't notice that. Mm. But that they're just working on races for the new campaign, so it could just be like new, you know, versions of the script or the code and non-playable races, or it could be that they're working on fleshing those out to the point where you can play them. Certainly, from a balance point of view, it makes more sense for them to release races rather than new professions, just from the sheer point of it makes balance a lot easier. Mm -hmm. I guess what um, they're saying is that the development cycle for the fleshing out of the background races in Guild Wars 2 has been finished, and so now they can start fleshing out potential future campaigns and the background races that will be apparent in those, and perhaps introducing a few snippets of those into the first into Guild Wars 2 first installment. I think they're probably still working on the races for, Guild, for the first release of Guild Wars 2. Um... The way I imagine it is as the as the artistic lead, um, Daniel Dochu needs to be looking very far ahead. And I guarantee he's still he's still got lower level artists working and creating assets and finishing everything up. 
Um, but he needs to keep an eye on what he'd like to do in the future so that it can it meshes with what has already been done before so that he doesn't paint himself into a into a corner. But it is very promising that we might see we might see a beta or a release here maybe this year. I'm hoping. Or it means Daniel's just kicking everyone else's ass in the company. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I loved, absolutely loved reading those articles. Oh, Daniel mm-hmm. Dochu is a hero, man. Oh, yeah. You need to read those articles, people. M- Mr. Dochu, can I work for you? You sound like <laughs> a fantastic boss, honestly. You're like, I'll work for Peanuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, what is it? I was going to say milk wine. I meant to say chocolate wine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're doing we're just doing this podcast still, right? <laughs> yeah, those so interviews we'll... though were really really good, and there's lots of little gems of information in there. So, yeah, yes, I'd, I'd missed that the sorry, I'd missed that the third one had come out, so I'll be skimming through that when we're done. Yeah, yeah, they I haven't read the third one. Be, you know, a while after the second one, and they kind of released it. I think a day, maybe two mm. days afterwards, and they. Uh, at least at a really, really odd time as well. I think so. it's amazing how encouraging ArenaNet has been. I mean, I wanted to do a blog on those articles because art's my big thing. But when I read them, I don't want to blog. I just want to work on my art and keep, get my portfolio up to snuff and work on work on my career, you know, yeah. honestly. So Daniel <laughs> Dochu gives you inspiration block. It's <laughs> Block? No, I <laughs> yeah. think that's a fantastic thing. It stops you from writing. It's still a oh. writer's block, but it makes you want to do art instead. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you look at my past couple, my past entry, you know, it was pr- just art. I didn't really yeah. write that much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I killed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, I don't know what to say. But uh, anyone that wants to take that ball and roll with it. So, Tasha, you also brought up Game Reactor. Yep. Um, it was more of sort of a little footnote, really. There were a couple of interviews that Colin um, did with Game Reactor that came out. I think they were recorded at PAX, but they haven't been released thus far. Um, nothing really new or you know particularly innovative coming out of them, but they are a decent re- uh, watch if you are trying to kill some time. So, yep. There I can you go. It. Um, Goats of Ascalon's up for a scribe award. Which I will be reading this uh, eventually. I have it in my house. Which is good. Mm-hmm. It's- Once I have time, now maybe I'll read it while I'm underwater someday. Uh, speaking <laughs> of speaking of goats, um, the Gaki made an appearance in the most recent Guildcast episode. What? They oh. mentioned the Gaki. I didn't listen to the most recent Guildcast. Work has been slamming me, as people can tell, because I'm so informed about everything we're talking about. <laughs> but yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but dude, also, Sean and I have been talking, and I think he's going to appear on the show sometime soon, so those of you that like the idea of that, and those of you that don't can go suck a butt. Because it's going to happen, you bastards. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, right, we were talking about Goats of Ascalon, up for a scribe award. That is really cool, because it seemed like it was getting a mild amount of criticism, and this is something that I've noticed when you're a writer, is when people know you as somebody that does something else, when you go to write, they're way more critical of you. Because they're like, you're writing? That's not what you do. It's kind of like James Franco right now going out to get all this education and stuff. They're like, aren't you the stoner guy that was hairy on Spider-Man? I mean, come on. People want you to only fill one role, so it's really nice to see that now those that don't understand Ghosts of Asquan is just 
the Guild Wars book by some guy that works at ArenaNet, and instead it's like they're just looking at it for its actual literary value. It's actually getting awards. So basically what I'm saying is, to those of you that criticized it, mm, I stuck my tongue out. Because <laughs> we can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth noting, though, that the Scribe Awards category it's up for is speculative original tie-in. Um, so it's, it's up against things like um, a Star Trek book, Star Wars book, and some other things that I, I have no idea. A Warhammer book, things like that. If it loses to a Star Wars book, I will stab my ear with a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I tried listening to a Star Trek book a few weeks back, and I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't handle it. I mean, I, I like Star Trek a lot, but I, I have standards, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking about writing, did you guys see... Um, it was over Twitter this week, I think it was, or last week. There was um, someone who got their work published on, I think it was Amazon or something like that. They self-published it anyway. Um, and their work was reviewed by someone. Um, and the review wasn't necessarily negative, but it was critical because there was some really bad spelling and um, grammar problems in the book. And the sentence structure was just generally poor. And the author basically ended up self-destructing in the replies to the to the the um yeah, to the review it was absolutely hilarious it really was <laughs> if you haven't seen it seriously it is like the textbook case of what not to do if you get bad like criticism and it wasn't even a bad review it was just critical right so yeah it it was um it was the also was reduced to like dropping f bombs in the thread <laughs> Wow. You know, yeah. one thing I've noticed, though, is people from Europe seem to be really good with criticism, but they're also really good about dealing it out, and it doesn't cross over to the Western Hemisphere all that well. So, I'm going to take a guess here. Was it an American that wrote it? Or do I, you know? I don't know. Um, I just saw the uh, you know this link being banned around Twitter and decided to go and have a bit of a giggle at someone else's expense. Really? Yeah. Moral by of American, the story, by the way. if you're going to self-publish, get an editor. Yes, yes, or at least a friend who's really good at that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if I was to write something, I, you can, I can guarantee I would send it to Tiger, at <laughs> least. Actually, I would also send it to Tasha since she's English and good at criticizing. Although I have to say, Smithy is not. Yes. <laughs> if you've seen the recent tweets between him and I, there's some guy love music that should be saying for that. Yeah, I saw them and he <laughs> threw up. I'm trying to get the guy to come back to the podcast. Damn it. Yeah, but if you're sucking up that much... He's the Geico Gecko. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, What happened with Stummy? I, I didn't see this at all. Right, okay. This I, I don't know whether we want to talk about this now. I want to leave it for like, pro tips, but pro tips are already quite long, so I think we might do it here. Um, Basically, after the introduction of the Mercenary Heroes, there's been quite a lot of chatter as to whether they are um, like, considered uh, imbalanced, sort of... Um, yeah, microtransactions. Um, uh, Ravius put a piece up um, on Kill 10 Raps about it, and it's just kind of highlighted his quote that he put in um, his Guild Wars Wiki account, basically saying that it's true that if you purchase Mercenary Heroes, you're able to set your party lineup as you wish. And yes, that is advantageous. However, it's nothing new because... You can, if you have more storage slots, um, you can 
potentially store more wealth in items than someone who hasn't bought any. Also, that if you buy, if you haven't bought like one of the campaigns, you are at a disadvantage in the competitive game. Um, however, it, it doesn't mean you're not the someone who has all the campaigns doesn't necessarily automatically win. It's just they have more options. So, it, and it kind of went into what they consider acceptable and what they don't consider acceptable for a microtransaction in Guild Wars. Um, and basically, the um, anything that would be a selling point feature in a campaign would be up for being a microtra microtransaction in Guild Wars. Mm. So, if they were going to introduce a new profession, that would be okay in their eyes, but not things like increase stat cap. So, okay, I, I guess I need clarification. What is since Mercenary Heroes didn't come out with a new campaign? But that what they're saying is that their their judgment level of anything that is um, acceptable in terms of microtransaction is could we use this as a selling point if we were going to, you know, repackage oh, like, or factions? Like you could introduce a new campaign as a microtransaction is basically what they're saying, and they would be okay with that. Since I'm not like an official representative arena of ArenaNet, <laughs> I'm already starting to slur. Um, this is how I kind of have started to perceive it. Is this isn't really a new thing, considering, you know, the whole you can get a new profession with a new expansion, etc. Or I'm sorry, campaign, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It seems to me more like that. There's just some overlap there. ArenaNet doesn't want to become known as the company that's trying to sell game functionality in the cash shop, mm -hmm. but instead, um. There's a little bit, there's like a little bit of bleed that they're willing to do to make a little bit of money. Yeah. But, but I, I guess, I guess if they can put it under some more strict terms so that people can at least be more structured about what they expect, that's good. And I'm glad Stummy's done that, at least. Up until now, I just thought, well, you know what? You need to look at it for what it is, is are they mostly selling functionality or aesthetics? Is this, if it's just once in a while, it's a little functionality thing and it's so minor like this. I mean, really, I mean, what's, what's the fight about? It's when it really starts to go overboard. With what Tasha said, I could actually see them, instead of coming out with a whole expansion pack, I could see them breaking the different features up into pieces that you could buy through microtransactions. Mm. But would not, they? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I would Honestly, I would rather spend $50 on an expansion, on a large expansion pack than to buy the pieces individually, even if it costs the same amount of money in the end. And yeah. I think yeah. we've known ArenaNet long enough to know that they know that, and they're going to do it. And if they don't, someone out there's got to be listening to this, and you better not. <laughs> you. <laughs> and personally, if they started like releasing professions as a microtransaction, A, I'd wonder how they were like, managing to make all the art assets for it and balance it along with everything else they're meant to be doing. But also, I just feel like that, you know, that was crossing the line for me. Like... I, if they're going to introduce new professions, I'd want a new PVE environment to play them through. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Something that actually, like what Ilona was to the Dervish and the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This kind of bleeds into the bar brawl, and I know there's nothing here in the outline about it, but I still want to bring it up. Uh, Tasha started up a new section on the blog that's called the, called the bar brawl, where a topic is brought up and people are invited to come participate. And mm -hmm. this week's was about would you prefer to pay a subscription fee or would you prefer to pay microtransactions in the interest of, you know, funding the company that's making the game that you want? And we've gotten almost 20 responses now, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I, 
I was expecting, you know, maybe five or something the first sort of day, and I ended up with 16 in about four hours. I was like, oh, my God, it's a lot. So thank well, you, everyone, who chipped in. So. And there yeah. are very different points of view in there, and none of them are being, like, heated about it. I love it. I, I love our community. Can I just say that real quick? You guys yeah. are awesome. I um, blogged about it, too, and one mm -hmm. of the comments I got on my blog was that, you know, this is a really emotional issue f for me, but since everybody had to go and be all reasonable, I guess I'll be civil and not cuss anybody out. <laughs> and then he proceeded to write me a long, well-thought-out, polite response, and I'm like, that's awesome. I like that sense of humor. Yeah. So I I'm going to make uh, a little segment intro for that as well. We're going to turn the bar brawl into another uh, segment here. But just to talk about that real quick, what do you guys think? Because I said what I did in the comments, and I'll paraphrase it, but. Um, I don't want to pay a subscription. If they were to offer a, subs a subscription, if they were to require us, I should say, to pay a subscription now, um, they would have lost some of my respect because they've said, you know, Guild Wars will not have that, and then they'd be going back on their word. Mm -hmm. If they weren't going back on their word, I would be willing to pay it because Guild Wars 2 is a game that I really want to play. Um, I think something interesting that they could do is offer a subscription, say you can subscribe if you want to, and for this subscription, you will get a monthly stipend for our in-game store. Whoa. I think that would be pretty neat, because, well, that's something I saw in Champions Online. You can pay, play the game for free, but if you subscribe, you get access to a bunch of extra costumes, and then they give you a monthly package of credits that you can use to spend in their store on whatever you want. So yeah. that's interesting. It's almost like legalizing romantic transactions a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I think that's a really good idea. I mean, in terms of making money, because it, it wouldn't be turning back on their... Here's my, my side of it is my experience has always been that the games with the sub are better. So it's hard for me to... I mean, I know ArenaNet, and I did play Guild Wars, but it wasn't really an MMO per se. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't the conventional MMO. So I didn't really have the experience of an MMO that works on that whole model. So right now, it's kind of just a, well, I'm waiting to see. I'm not going to say it works. But what Tiger just said is really cool, because they wouldn't have to turn back on their word, but it's also something that could enable them to do that if they wanted to. Because there are people who want to, who would like to pay a subscription. Actually, yeah. I think it's kind of... It's weird. Yeah, well... You have to think, too, there's a big difference between free-to-play and a by-the-box game like Guild Wars. I mean, when I first learned the concept of MMOs, my sister bought me EverQuest for my birthday way back in the day, and I saw that you had to pay to play it. And I'm like, what is this? This is ridiculous. I already bought the game. Why can't I just play it? I, came, I grew up on consoles and computer games and Warcraft 2 and Diablo, where you buy the game, you can play online, but you've bought it and it's yours and you have access to everything about it. I thought it was highway robbery to actually have to pay to play a game. So I'm of the opinion that the pay-to-play model is a deviation from the way games should be monetized. I think you should buy mm -hmm. the box and make something fantastic with the box so that people are willing to pay top dollar for it. And then you continue to upgrade the content and make them pay for another box. I've never played a, I've never played a game with a subscription fee, so 
I'm sitting here with Guild Wars and I'm happy with that model. And so personally, I wouldn't be as happy if they changed that model and if they had gone with a subscription for Guild Wars 2. Um, and I think it's very similar to a number of the comments in the bar brawl. Um, people tend to say that the reason for not um, having a subscription, for having a subscription fee, why they don't want it is because then they don't feel like they have the freedom to play the game when they want. And after all, that's really what the game is there for. You want to play and have fun, and that means doing it when you want to, not when you feel like you should. Mm-hmm. Not being obligated to play a game to get your money's worth. That's, yeah. yeah. So maybe would you say, Tiger, that your idea is more of a subscription to upgrades instead of subscription to the game? Exactly. I'd almost, okay. I'd almost phrase it as a... A regular contribution to the developer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, it's a, it's a, but that's kind of it is a subscription. So you, you you would probably have to call it a subscription. But I think from ArenaNet's point of view, that's what they would seek to get out of doing what um, Champions Online is doing. Is they want to get regular money so that they can continue to support the game. Um, and so. There are people there who are will, who are willing to contribute regularly, um, and so they are happy to pay that subscription. And then there are others who want to contribute but don't necessarily want to have to do it regularly, and can do that by microtransactions, which is the route that they're going with at the moment. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want Blizzard to take up this task because they're Blizzard, but I would I would love to see Arena. Oh, okay, I'm not gonna. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring here because I don't want to be blamed for it if they did try it and then things turned to <laughs> shit and they'd be like, it's that guy's fault. But, um, yeah, let's just say if they do do it, I, I won't complain, I guess. But I think it, I think if anyone should ever try that, let me put it this way, I think ArenaNet could pull it off because they're very premeditated about stuff. As Chaz would say, it takes them forever to get it out the door, but at least once it is out the door, things seem to work like they expect. Like, yeah. Actually, no, Chaz wouldn't say that. Chaz would just continue to bitch about something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jazz, you should have been here. <laughs> Personally, there was a time where I, like Tiger, I thought that um, paying a sub for a game that I've already bought was just outrageous, completely and utterly. And then someone sort of posed a challenge to me at some point of basically saying, well, what other form of entertainment um that you can do for the same amount of money will provide you, you know, the same amount of time. Basically, what else can you do for that, you know, 15 bucks? It's going to provide you a month's worth of entertainment. Well, really, when you come down to it, nothing. You can't, I mean, I couldn't even go to the cinema, like, with my husband for the amount of money that I pay, you know, I, I used to pay WoW a month. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's how expensive the cinema is here. MMOs actually offer really good value for money in that respect. Do I want to pay a subscription for Guild Wars 2? Of course not. I, I like money. I, I like having it spend on other things <laughs> like shoes. I'm a girl. But <laughs> but if if it came down to, um, you know, would I pay it for Guild Wars 2 if I thought the product was worth the money? Absolutely. Um, it, it's a form of entertainment. And, I mean, Rift is my thing at the moment. I've really caught on to it. And I play it a lot because yeah, I am enjoying it. Yeah, you're on the wrong server. Um, <sighs> I know, I know time zones, but I just had to rib you. Yeah, yeah, you can rib me all you want. It's fine. <laughs> I got abandoned anyway. Um, so in terms what? of 
Well, everyone was on the Guardian side, and I ended up going back onto the Euro server because um, a lot of my guild was starting to play uh, even more than the three or four that were there already. It ended up with like I think it's ten of us playing now, um, and you've all now switched to Defiant. Oh well, they're smart for that, but I guess we'll get back around <laughs> to that anyway. As you were saying, anyway, um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much where I stand. If if it did go pay to play, I would probably pay it, but I don't really want to. So basically mm. what you're saying is uh, MMOs, a uh, subscription fee, good quality MMO is the best, uh, is the cheapest dopamine dose you can buy. Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. I agree with yeah. that completely. I well, challenge that's... anybody to find something better. But then I also um, agree with some of the comments that are on the blog about if you have um, a family that's trying to play the game together, it becomes really expensive. Really yes. Fast. Um, that yes, is a the, problem. Like, who said the that? only reason I can play Rift right now is because somebody else is paying for my husband's account on WoW. Oh, uh, he's playing WoW. With, with us, right. it's one of the one of us can pay for a subscription game. He's playing WoW. I know. Gosh. I'm very disappointed in him. He but... likes Star Trek. Well, sort of. <laughs> Are we not? And his anymore? name is not a Dune reference. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you better not listen to this episode, or he's gonna come beat me down because he's like. <laughs> He's built like a heavy, and I'm built more like a, you know, a spy, <laughs> so I'll get my ass whooped. But maybe I can hide or run. One of the two. I don't know, he's pretty fast, too. Ah, shit. Maybe I'll try to induce laughter or offer him beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, alright. Uh, moving on to the, uh, Master Togo. As a new player to Guild Wars... Ah, oh, Togo, I just want to get through this already, shut! Ah! So for Togo's Soapbox, Guild Launch sucks. Tasha, tell us more. Right. Again, this is going to come back to Rift. I'm sorry, folks. I have a bee in my bonnet about this. Um, if you're going to create a guild and you're going to have a guild website, you need to make it stand out from the crowd. And that means not going on to Guild Launch and using one of the three templates that look decent <laughs> and half-filling it with random crap that isn't relevant to the game of your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually does a serious point here. If you are making a guild, um, pretty much your website is the first thing that someone's going to look at if they are not just you know, grabbing you in-game. And if you look like you didn't give a shit about it, then that reflects on your attitude towards the guild and really who wants that. Um, take some time about your online presence. Same with that you should you know, check the spelling and grammar and all the rest of it. Because that is your first impression, and uh, yeah, that is my rant, basically. Because I couldn't find a guild that I looked that they actually cared enough at all of, in Rift. I know of a guild, but I'll talk about it later. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and it's also, you know, northern Hem- or western hemisphere, northern hemisphere. What am I talking about? Uh, yeah, Christian knows what I'm talking about. He's like, I'm in the southern. There's a difference. <laughs> there is a difference, my friend. It's not yep. that difficult to get a free blog and use that as your splash page and to be able to update information. And I know there's free forums out there that you can set up and you can tie the two together and design them so that they match. And that will be ten times better than something that everybody else has got. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. Especially uh, since the default for a Rift Guild in Guild Launch seems to be a horrible purple and pink like design thing. Yep. I saw it everywhere. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, you know, Rift is a great game, and it's got this awesome following, but when you try and find, like, resources for it, most of the resources, aside from Zam's wiki, 
is like, wow, there's a lot of work to be done here. Mm, I would agree. But it, it kind of reflects back to just in general because, yeah, I don't know. The alcohol's making me go off topic. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's really sad to say we've got a lot more about Rift to talk about in the future. Okay. I, but the thing is, I, I don't... I don't want to go on about it, but they're doing so many things right, I can't help but want to talk about it. Yes, I know, me too. Okay, so we'll just, let's just get this out of the way, damn it. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro-tip sauce. You know, maybe I should have just put, like, Trader Arcade first. But, yeah, but. I was going to say... <laughs> Oh, uh, pro tips. We'll make pro tips interesting. So Nick Robles, I, maybe his name is Nick Robles. I'm not really sure, actually. I knew a guy named Ryan Robles, but I think he had two S's in his name. Who cares? Anyway, Nick says, he's a friend of the show. Hi, guys. I heard you guys wanted some more bloggers and stuff. Well, I've look, been looking for a reason to blog because I think it'd be fun. I was wondering if you guys could give, me, could give noobs like me some pro tips on how to blog and make it interesting. Thanks a bunch, smiley face. Um, okay, so for blogging, tips on how to blog. First of all, make sure that what you're writing about, people care about. That's... No, I disagree. What? I think you should first blog about something that you care about. Well, Agreed. yeah, but, but you're one of people, so you're kind of a micro example of the larger thing. Most of the time people, well, I shouldn't say most of the time, but oftentimes people start up a blog just because they feel like they should blog and they don't know what they're even blogging about. And that's but not going to get anywhere. But there's something to be said for that. I think it's it's more a case of um, if you are honest with any readership that you may have about what you're actually trying to tackle, then that goes a long way. Because my blog isn't really focused on anything, but I still get a lot of traffic from people who you know read Guild Wars 2 stuff. I don't go out to advertise it. I mostly blog because sometimes I have rants that need to get out of my head and if I don't put them up there they will come out either here or on a forum or at someone who doesn't deserve it. True. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but are you saying that honesty sells then? Yes. Um, yes. Have you, do you know the name Rupert Murdoch? Anything to you? Yes, he does, unfortunately. <laughs> we should probably not go into that. Hi, um, next email. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is a little bit more I wanted to say about that. I know. Um, the most important thing, I think, is to, whatever you decide to talk about, make sure that it's something you enjoy and something you enjoy talking about. And for me, at least, it really helped to have focus. Um, I wasn't a blogger until I joined a rating guild in WoW, and I was having a problem figuring out what I needed, which armor I needed, how I needed to get my talent set up and all of the little minutiae of getting ready to be a raiding tank. And if, if you've ever played WoW, you know that can be kind of a mind-boggling experience for someone who's never done it. So I started up a blog as a way to put my what I was thinking in order, and I decided I was going to strictly focus it on World of Warcraft, feral druids in particular. Oh, crap, one, cra one second. Okay, well that was cool. So she she was just approached by that guy from um, <laughs> 2012 space 2001 space odyssey. Um, anyway, um, I I do want to emphasize also something that Tasha said though. The honesty thing really does sell. That's not to say dishonesty can't sell because people sell it all the time. But it mm -hmm. only sells when it's guys to look like honesty. So when you actually yeah. give the real thing to people, they enjoy it. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry I, was about expect, 
I was expecting that voice in the background to go, hello, Dave. <laughs> I'm not sure. Sorry, go ahead, Tasha. I interrupted you. Um, oh, we... It's all right. You continue your story. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. I basically started as a way to get my own thoughts in order, and I focused, I made sure to focus specifically on World of Warcraft and Feral Druids, and from there, I just branched out into talking about my experiences in the game, and then when I was done with WoW, I put the blog on the back burner for quite a while until I just, until the Elementalist was released, actually, and they... ArenaNet started ramping up their thing about Guild Wars 2. I had been a Guild Wars fan for a long time, and I figured, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to start blogging about Guild Wars 2 now. And I try to keep everything on the blog Guild Wars 2 focused, and I don't always do that as much anymore. I talk about a little bit other games, but it really helps me to keep me focused, to have one, one thing that I try to talk about the most, as opposed to just putting up whatever I feel like, because... If I were to do that, chances are I'd say something and piss somebody off and just make a complete fool out of myself and ruin my career for years into the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, focus, that's another thing you got to <laughs> focus on. <laughs> but that's, like, if you look at my blog right now, just at cyan-studios.net, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> One minute I'm talking about how great Stargate Universe was and why I'm pissed off that it got canceled, and the next minute I'm talking about why you shouldn't why you shouldn't take offense to stuff because it's useless. It's like, is this philosophy or is this like, you know, media criticism? I don't get it. So, yeah, my website, bad example, but it's well designed. <laughs> I put I a lot of work into it and I was like, what the hell am I going to put on here? I've already got relics. I That's think what I'm trying to say is that having a specific topic to, is good to start with. And by talking about that, you'll be able to find your own voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Like my favorite thing to talk about is philosophical topics and how they relate to video games. I found. Yeah. Whereas I like to talk about theory crafting and game design. Yeah, you hurt my head. <laughs> Sorry. I've been, I've been sitting on like two for ages now and I don't know whether to release them or not cuz I think either people are just going to go what or they're going to get angry at me. Or it's like 2 a it's also 2 a.m. for you or it's almost 3 now. It's 2 a.m. for me at the moment, yeah. Yeah, so this is what Tasha does for you guys. Actually, it's my fault because I was scuba diving. It's yeah. fine. It's a Saturday. I'd be up this time anyway. That's true. You'd be playing Rift, wouldn't you? Oh, sorry. Where are we going? Probably not, actually. Um, husband is currently playing Heroes of Noah. So ah. if you hear a mouse in the background taking abuse, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, so our next email says, uh, this one's from Mike. He says, hi there. I've recently been introduced to the Relics of War podcast, and I'm slowly working my way back through the backlog of episodes, enjoying listening to all of them so far. So thanks for the good work, and keep it up. Smiley face. I would like some... Oh, by the way, if you use emotes, I will express them verbally. I would like some advice <laughs> uh -oh. on what you think on what you think is most... Oh, yeah, we're going to get tons of emotes now, huh? Uh, it's going to be like right that, that woman in uh, Ventrilo when she says your comments. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is it when uh, Hunter gets on? Triple, 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 triple has logged oh, on. He's changed some... it now. Oh, yeah. I'm not on Invent as much anymore. Or what Chaz gets. I'm not even going to talk about that one. <laughs> you people just have to find out for yourselves. Anyway, he says, I would like some advice on what you all think is the most time-efficient way to farm Ectos for Obsidian. Currently, I've been running some SOS solo runs and a few SBSS, SB slash SS runs with a friend. However, the drop rate hasn't been all that great so far. I know there's a lot of material about it online, but perhaps there, this could be an interesting topic to discuss since y'all seem to be an experienced bunch. Oh, crap. 
I think we accidentally grabbed the wrong bunch today. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, um, smiley face. So, what do you say? My experience of farming Underworld is limited to me doing um, 600 smite with my ex-boyfriend. Lots and lots and lots and lots. <laughs> I know, I think that using a Mesmer as your secondary, at least, would probably help. Because I remember, like, Mantra of Earth and a few other, like, tweaks helps to really farm the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, all I, I mean, I have Fisher of Woe armor, and I think, Tiger, you helped Spirit get hers yesterday. I just, that right? yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, so what I did to get my Ectos was actually I didn't go anywhere near the underworld because it was before I was in a guild and had any sort of online um, Guild Wars related friends. And so what I did was I farmed the uh, Legend Tomb of Primeval Kings, which sadly got nerfed recently. They moved those uh, mobs around. So I don't have an Ecto farm at the moment that I use. But I guess the way that we would go about it is just to jump into Underworld and Fisher of Woe and run around and have some fun and just count on a couple of Ectos and shards dropping occasionally. Is PVX Wiki fixed yet? Um, if you, there's a the old URL is no longer kept up, but there's a curse one that is. So if you go onto that one, that's maintained. Okay, so there might be a build on there also that you could. I don't know if you have looked it up or not, Mike, but worth checking into. Yeah. I used to farm it with my elementalist, but elementalist farming got jacked pretty hard since I used to do it. Well, I wonder if the dervish has anything new that you know is unaccounted for yet. Yet I say. I think, I think... Go, sorry, ahead, go ahead, Tiger. No, no, my my <laughs> thing's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Um, he he says he's been doing SOS runs. I think that's probably the way to go. It sounds like true. Um, that's what a lot. It's an easy one to to learn. And once you just once you've been in a few times with some friends and you know your way around the underworld a bit, you can do quite a bit in there by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but whatever you do, the ecto drop rate is not going to be. That stunning. I think the most I ever got in one run um, was, I think, five maximum. Jeez, yeah. I've gotten two. I think I kind and of. And that was we... maximum in about maybe I don't know thirty runs. Right. A while back on um, Guru forums, there was a thread looking into the difference between ecto drop rates in the underworld and the Tomb of Primeval Kings, and I think it kind of just worked out. Um, it's it's the same for all mobs that drop ectos, so you can, and it almost r- works out as well time wise. So I think I was getting probably two to three ectos every half hour tops in a Tomb of Primeval King run, and I think that worked about the same for a Smite Crawler run that people were doing around then. I mean, um, really, you... you're a... sorry, go, go ahead. <laughs> Let me know when you're all done. I'll say what I have to say. <laughs> Um, all I was going to say was, if you really want to maximize the number of ectos you're getting, look at doing speed clears instead of doing solo farms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tiger, go! Spirit was able to, actually, she got all of her ectos in one afternoon, but her technique was, she sat in Kamadan and bartered for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. got a really good deal, though. Uh, I, yeah. She said she got something like, um, the, or the, the rest of the ectos that she needed for something like 5.4k per ecto, which is really good at the moment. Was yeah. her character an elementalist at the time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I interrupted Tiger again. No, it's fine. I'm just laughing. Okay. 
I think that that pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I was going to say was uh, remember you can go and do things like DOA and then sell the stuff you get from that to get ectos instead if you feel like doing it in the world again and again is making you insane. Yeah, you got to enjoy the game first. Yeah. Okay, so I hope we've answered that. Um, if you if you're just asking for a good farming build, basically, then understand that Guild Wars has kind of had that nerfed out of it, so it's hard to do. I think it's more a case of the the people who are on at the moment. We got our ectos a long time ago, and yeah. the game has moved on since we've been down there. Oh, I used to get whatever I wanted solo farming with an elementalist. Those were the good old days. Obsidian <laughs> flesh, I miss you. Yeah, I don't have obby armor yet, but I'm honestly just planning on buying the ectos I need or begging my guildies for them. <laughs> don't beg me, because I got jack. <laughs> uh, here's a pretty good plan. We should be able to pull it off this time. Stone King. Do 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 Welcome, Relics of War listeners, to the Monumental Task. Prepare to become a Guild Wars pro as I share tips and tricks and assign a weekly task for the Hall of Monuments so that you can be an even bigger pro in Guild Wars 2. I'm Michael, otherwise known as Akrenius Lucror. This first episode of the Monumental Task is going to focus on the first eight levels of the newly revamped Legendary Defender of Ascalon title. It's now vastly easier to obtain this title through daily quests that were just implemented, available to those characters that reach level 10 in Pre-Searing. Pre-Searing is the area in Prophecies where all new characters begin at. When you start off your Pre-Searing character, the quickest way to get to level 2 is to hunt at the Worm Farm in Lakeside County. To get there, just follow the path straight out of Ascalon City. Once you get near some crossroads, you should see the farm to your right. Before you head to the farm, though, get the quest War Preparations from Warmaster Titus, and then take the quest from your professions trainer right outside of Ascalon City, because you're probably going to want some skills. Everybody loves mad skills. After you hit level 2, it's pretty much free game. You can fight most of the monsters in pre-searing until you get to around level 6 or 7. At that point, the common level 3 monsters will be giving pretty poor experience. A quick and easy farm run that provides a bit more experience can be done with a quest called Char at the Gate, which you get from Prince Rurik in Ascalon City. All you have to do is follow him to the Northlands Gate, where there will be four level 5 char spawned. These make for really good experience, and with level 10 Rurik on your side, the char are easily curb stomped. Just make sure you participate in the battle a little bit, so that you get experience points from the monsters he slays. After all the char are dead, a bit more experience is available directly south of the gate in a little pond where you will find a level 5 rogue bowl. Kill it quickly, rinse, repeat, until you are level 8. We're going to stop there for this week. Just a few tips and warnings. Make sure that you always do two things when farming Char at the gate. Grab the red iris flower and abandon the quest before talking to Rurik to get it again. You need the 50 red iris flowers for the collector armor headgear. And if you accept the quest rewards from Rurik, the Char are gone and Prince Rurik can no longer be your partner in crime. I found that it's easiest to keep the quest window open all the time as to not forget to abandon it once I warp back to town. Also. If you have any version of Guild Wars that came with the Fire Imp or bonus weapons, make sure to type slash bonus upon creating your pre-searing character. Tune in next week when we will continue our pre-searing characters on the road to level 10, as we cover collector armor, skills, 
Now to save the day commando style while hunting Char. Thanks for listening to the monumental task. Now, back to the Relics of War crew for more gacky filled wind sauce. Stupid fat habits. That's not Guild Wars. And now it's time for Traitor Arcade. I have betrayed you because I am playing the Rift. <laughs> A lot. Me too. And I'm playing the Rift as well. Yeah. I so think... I'm the only one not playing Rift. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you know, the the question that was asked of me, actually by old WoW friends, is why are you playing Rift? It's just like WoW, they say. It's like, well, in all the superficial ways, yeah. But basically, let me tell you what Rift is, in my eyes. It's another company that said, Blizzard, you got tons of money, and you've squandered it on bullshit. You could have done so many things better, and we're going to do it. And they have. And that's why I like Rift. Even though I'm going to like Guild Wars 2 a lot better, because there's still some old WoW-isms in Rift that kind of piss me off, like the grindiness. To me, Rift is a hybrid between WoW and Guild Wars, and what Guild Wars 2 will be. Oh, their class system? It's Freaking very, very awesome. Guild wars yeah, it's sweet. Like, I don't know, man. It's in that regard, Guild Wars Two is gonna have a hard time, you know, looking better. I I, I haven't played the game yet, so I'm well, not gonna say anything. But I I don't think it will do. Um, those of you who haven't played Rift, uh, what happens is that you pick basically whether you're gonna be one of the four main sort of. I can't remember what the terminology is, but it's basically if essentially. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so it's like cleric, mage, rogue, and warrior, and within those, there's a whole range of different souls you can take, and you can slot up to three souls at any one time. And you can have and four different specs. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so you can choose different roles that you want to play. So you could be um, playing an offensive DPS character one second, and then switch role and be a group party healer or a tank the next. Um, and you just save all the different, um, you know, the, your skill layout and where your points are attributed and all the rest of it. So you can just adapt to the situation at hand as you're going through. So in terms of that, it's not going to be that different for Guild Wars 2 other than you just like switch your weapon around. Yeah. So, but the thing I'm loving about Rift is actually artifacts. They are amazing. I love them so much. You know, as far as attitude goes, the thing I like about Rift is everyone else was like trying to take the fire from WoW, always wanting to be the WoW killer, etc. Where Rift was like, uh, we don't really care about that, we just know that the WoW model works, so we're just going to completely copy it, totally say that we're copying it, but then also say, but we made it better. We marked it up and gave it some revisions and they're really cool. And yeah. then they took some ideas from other games also, like Tasha said, there's some Guild Wars, there's definitely some Guild Wars even references in there. Mm. And and they're totally unabashed. They're like, yeah, that's exactly what we did. Because guess what? We wanted to make a game that we liked, and it's making money. But my yeah. hope is that Guild Wars 2 will still stomp it into the ground. <laughs> well, the best I can say about Rift is that it's adequately entertaining. And I know that's not very fawning or kind of over top the top. I mean, you guys are much more effusive in your praise of it. I don't think it's... It doesn't really feel like anything special to me. It plays like WoW. But I have fun playing it. I mean, the art is good, but it's not distinctive. For me, Rift is just there, and it's kind of something to do. I'm fully expecting to um, dump it like a bad date when Guild Wars 2 comes out, I'm afraid. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But look at it this way, though. The thing that WoW had going for it was network lock, and Rift is breaking that. Before Guild Wars 2 even comes along, to have to try and, you know, affect that. I'm not saying Guild Wars 2 needs to be the WoW killer. 
I'm just saying that network lock is going to be a force that they got to deal with. And Rift is already kind of breaking that up already. So but, that when it comes out, it's almost like people that are playing Rift are going to go, ooh, sweet, that's actually completely different. But Ryan, you're missing the point. Guild Wars 2 doesn't need to break WoW's network lock. It has no subscription fee. All you need to do is entice people to buy the game. It's not a question of whether Guild Wars 2 can break the network lock. It's whether WoW can you know, keep people interested after they're getting what they're getting from Guild Wars 2 for free. Yeah, but people people are kind of lazy about it. When they're already happy with what they're doing in WoW and they're already addicted to the idea of what they want to achieve, like take down the Lich King, I remember that was this big deal, and once you did, it was like, great, now what? I don't know. It seems to me like there more has to be done than that, and I think that Tryon is actually doing that. Like, they have a really good business philosophy that is break. It's not even the game itself. It's their marketing that is doing that. If you go to any website right now, you see Rift ads all over the place. It's not WoW anymore. You don't see that dumb Night Elf anymore. You see that Rift logo, and that's that's awesome to me. But I'm kind of a WoW hater, so anything that seems to be dissolving WoW already makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I will give them props for their, their response to their customers. Um, I think, Tasha, you probably know more about it than I do, but they were there were a bunch of accounts hacked, I think, and... Didn't they have a response and a fix for it up within three hours? Yeah, mm. it was then, I think, yeah, something like that. They that basically is... implemented the coin lock system and found that there was an exploit to it. And uh, once the guy had sent in all the information saying, this is how you break your system, they called him directly and within two hours the game was pitched, uh, was patched up, ready to go again. Moment of honesty, do you think NCSoft would do that? No. I don't think NCSoft would be capable of such a quick turnaround. Hmm. Um, so that's, that's where I'm wondering who's going to hold what ball when Guild Wars 2 comes out, ArenaNet or NCSoft? Because if you ask I, the same thing about ArenaNet, they might. But... I think ArenaNet will always try to protect their players from the pitfalls of NCSoft. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like that. Can I can I like copy that and play that a lot as a soundbite on the show? <laughs> or will that if make you, it seem like we're trying... To? I don't want to seem like we're dividing <laughs> ArenaNet against NCSoft, but... Well, you only have to look at their actions. The actions speak quite loudly. Uh, when they had the hackings, you know, nearly 18 months ago, it was ArenaNet who implemented the requirement to enter your character name to get into your account because mm -hmm. NCSoft were being slow. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due, and I'll also point it out where it's it's not, so... Well, okay, so since we're credit's due, I think we should point out that NCSoft did donate... an. A whole lot of money to the Japan relief effort. Yes, absolutely. That was pretty cool. And they're also financing Guild Wars 2, so we love them for that as well. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of obvious. I mean, wow, look at all this talent. Gee, should we put money behind it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole giving money to the Japan relief effort, that's, uh, that's pretty unique among a corporation, especially one that you typically really don't like the actions of. So I don't know. Hey, maybe they're turning over a new leaf. Let's hope so. So. There, and there's going to have to be a lot of change. If Guild Wars 2 becomes even like comparably you know, popular to WoW, for example, it becomes like one of the key players in the market. NCSoft's old way of doing things, yeah, it's not going to work. So let we really do need to hope that you know they have adapted and just haven't had a chance to prove that they have. Well, they have implemented the new um, account security for the, the master account, which is interesting. Yeah, um, that's true even if it does seem to be swamping their support system at the moment. So, 
Anyway. anyway, before we move on from Rift, I just want to say Artifacts Epic, um, if you haven't seen what they do, they're basically little sparkly blobs that effectively, um, you, you, you pick them up and they belong to a collection and they reveal something about the lore. You get achievements for collecting all of them. And as a result, um, because they're sort of strewn throughout the world and in really, really awkward places, like up the top of mountains and halfway up trees and stuff, um, if you find them and you've already got them, you can go and sell them on the auction house. So even by being an explorer, you can still make money, which is, I think is the first time I've actually seen a game actively reward someone who is an explorer without, you know, monetary-wise in-game. Mm -hmm. So props to them. I, I'm giving praise there. And I'm done. So, I like the bombs. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Saboteur. I interrupted you. Yeah. Oh. If, if the, I don't think the thief is going to play like the saboteur, but the just chucking bombs at things is so much fun. The thief I, does throw bombs. It does, but it's, it's the arrow bombs. He's not, is he actually throwing bombs or are they just attached to his arrows? Uh, I didn't see the specific um, skill video if there was one. I should I should say that I'm I'm expecting to have fun with the thief and with the thief's bombs, but I'm not expecting it to scratch exactly the same itch that the saboteur does. Yeah, but doesn't the rogue also have one like some subclass that plays the mandolin to heal people? Yeah, the bard. <laughs> oh, for God's quite... sake! It is not uh, quite as stupid as Lord of the Rings because he's not shouting at people. Yeah, that's true. I'm not <laughs> playing a bard. I know, but still, come on, man. Ever. That's Why your job to heal, that? so I don't have to play my loot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a healer in the game, but I'm a cleric. <laughs> I know how to do it right. Playing Shouldn't you be a mage, then? They got that Chloromancer or something? Yeah. Is that, is that what you're playing? Well, actually, the the main thing that I'm playing right now to level is the Justicar, so like I can take on five mobs and be like, ha yeah, you think you'll kill me? No. And then, of course, like five more things aggro because of my pet, and then I actually do die. <laughs> yeah. And I cuss. Yeah. It's good times. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm playing, um, I think my primary is Marksman, so I get to basically be a ranger again. Woo! Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm cast or anything. There are a lot of pets in that game, too. Smithy would love it. Hey, Smithy. Did you hear that? Yes. And they're actually a lot easier to control than the Guild Wars 2 ones, just saying. Oh. Well, it was <laughs> just a demo. Yeah, I know. I'm not getting started on that again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be reserved. I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so, Tiger, start talking about something else quick. Yeah, what's Euphoria? It's, it's flowers. It's a flower game. Well, um, that sucks. All right, Chaz, talk no, about no, no, no. Okay. no, no. Is that the one on you, PS3? I don't know if it's on the PS3. I found it through Steam. I just started browsing around their demos, and the icon really caught my eye because it's very stylistic and simple. It's almost like zen-looking. Um, what it is, is it's a real-time strategy game where you serve these... They're called growers, and I've only heard about them through the, the text that pops up to teach me how to play the game. And you've got an asteroid, and there's you've got seedlings, and they plant trees, and the trees drop more seedlings. And the goal of the game is to kill all the other seedlings and colonize all the asteroids. Whoa, I had a dream like this. <laughs> they I also shoot beer? lasers. Oh. Fun <laughs> <laughs> shooting I, lasers? I think that's Ryan's dream after he's had nitrogen narcosis. 
Yeah, yeah all, all you need now is my ex-landlord, and you've nailed it. <laughs> but I really like it because it's a it's an RTS, but it's very simple. I don't have to micromanage 500 different things and memorize crazy keybinds or get my butt handed to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the RTS playstyle, but I to really be good at it, it's way too complicated for me. I feel like such a dumb American because I say stuff like that, and that's totally playing into the stereotype, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to play to relax. I don't want to have to be, you know. Is this, a, this game looks like it's like built on Flash or something. It does, doesn't it? I have yeah. no idea what, what it's built on, but. This is kind of cool. It's very vector art looking. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's got the whole swarm mechanics going on as well with those seeds. Are those fractals? Yes, they are. The oh. trees. The trees okay. grow in a fractal pattern. You plant yeah. them, and they've got two spokes that come off with two seedlings. And once the seedlings come off, two more spokes come out. Yeah, it's a. It's. I think the the f- um, shape that these trees grow in would be uh, an L called an L system um, fractal. Whoa, you're kind of a fractal expert, aren't you? No, that's all I know about fractals. This one okay. system, <laughs> which I did a little <laughs> bit of um, research for for a. Uh, a project I did a couple of years ago. It's pretty cool. I, you know, this isn't exactly like my dream because my dream didn't have the Flash Player plugin, <laughs> <laughs> and Shockwave crashed. But yeah, there's a demo for it available. Pick it up if it sounds interesting. Um, yeah, I I played the demo and I had fun, and it was only fifteen bucks, so I went ahead and bought the game. I haven't finished it yet though. Also it looks for kind of cool. For Trader Arcade, Chaz also brought up Borderlands. Now, that's a game I've played, so I can talk... I didn't get very far into it, but I still got pretty far in. It's really cool, mostly because it was cel-shaded. I am a sucker for cel-shading so bad. Really? Yes, I love it. Oh, man, we're going to have to disagree about this? Yeah, I'm sorry. (sighs) It's not anime. Well... If that helps. I guess. Was it it anime-looking? I don't know, everyone was wearing masks, and it was like post-apocalyptic, so it, if it was, it didn't play in very often. Do the characters have the black outline? Yes, that's that's cel-shading for you. Okay, I was in art college when everybody under the sun was cel-shading their stuff with black outlines. And yeah, but it was... it's, like a, it's like a thing that came and passed really fast, like MUDs. Actually, I never played MUDs. I don't know what I'm talking about there. But... MUDs are awesome. Don't you be knocking on MUDs. I'm not knocking on MUDs. I just never did them. <laughs> We will go round, sir. Please rephrase those two sentences. <laughs> I think the problem with me with the the um cel shaded black outline is that it only looks good if it's anti alias to no end. Otherwise, you get horrible pixelated jagged outline, which just doesn't look good. I don't recall seeing that at all, but I was also playing on my PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. I wasn't playing on my computer, but what I had played so far, it's it's kind of like lighthearted, so it's not taking itself too seriously. So it was a fun game, like the way that it played, but it wasn't taking itself so not serious that it just felt dumb to play, if that makes any sense. Yep. Where it's just like once in a while, it's like, yeah, that was kind of funny, what you did there, you. But anyway, yeah, so if, if Chaz was planning to praise it, then I'm with you. If he wasn't, then you may suck a butt as well. <laughs> <laughs> And as a last note on the Rift stuff, before we get any complaints about how much they talked about Rift, it's either that or WoW hate. Take your choice. Because until <laughs> Guild Wars 2 comes out, that's what you get. Send your letters to ArenaNet and say, come out with your freaking game. <laughs> what we can talk about Minecraft stuff. What's that? Or we can talk about Minecraft some more. No. 
We're oh, done okay. with it. <laughs> I don't know. Pig has absolutely gone crazy with Minecraft. I don't think they know what Guild Wars is anymore. I know. What the hell, man? <laughs> I, in fact, I just, if you give me a second, I can look up and see how many people are on at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of that, I guess we can talk about Minecraft because Christian started up this huge project on the Relics of War Minecraft server. And they're building like this Relics of War Cathedral with the whole Face Fire logo on it and everything. Has I, I don't know how far along that is, but yeah, it's it's still quite a quite a long way off. But you know, we've got all the walls up, we've got the roof is taking shape as well. Um, the exterior is starting to look quite nice. It's got plenty of detail, but it's a huge project, and um, it really only takes leaps and bounds when you know three or four people sit down in a weekend and and just decide to spend their time on that. And I'm always kind of just jumping in and doing half an hour here or there. Um, planning it out and and preparing the next step. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've got um four people online at the moment, which has gone down in the last hour. And but I think they're all pigs. So, <laughs> well, that's a nice way to talk about them. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but they, as, um... I don't know if you've seen. They made a giant pig statue. Um, I did. Yeah, it's awesome. That is cool. And Jimbo appears to be a happy guy these days. So, especially because of Minecraft and not because of a baby. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about some emails here. We got one from Patrick and he says, Hey guys, this time it's going to be short as I have an actual question. I was just reading Ruby's article on Massively.com and I read the bit at the end when it says how they give experience and items to anyone helping kill something. And they went on to say that they give experience for rezzing people as an incentive. So, preparing for my troll face, <laughs> I asked the question, is the internet getting rid of kill-stealing and re replacing it with res-stealing? Um, mm. I, I don't know if I was seeing things in all the demo videos, but I thought that maybe the speed of resurrection was increased the more people, you know, knelt down next to you and tried to res you. Um, if that wasn't the case, then it, wouldn't that be quite a good idea? Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think the when you res, there's like a, a bar that basically fills. Yep. And I, I I have to agree with you, Christian. I thought that if there was two people kneeling down, essentially you got two pips of regen before mm. you came out of being downed or dead. So. And then, I mean, the easy solution is just to have people share the experience. Or each just get the same person. amount. Yeah, or the same amount. I think the amount of XP you're going to get from resing someone is meant to be quite small. It's meant to be no more than a quick thank you rather than a, here's a level. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I wouldn't be surprised if killing something is still going to be worth more than a res, per se. Uh, yeah. It will be. Yeah. So, there you have that. Um, And he wasn't really being serious anyway with that question, but this is a good point. And also, yeah. after after you res somebody, you should be able to throw them uh some pills. <laughs> you played Left 4 Dead, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, now that the actual question is answered, hopefully, I was going to say something I was gonna say awesome new intro, good job. Well thank you, sir. I was unsure about it at the time, but it so far has gotten really good reviews. So I'll probably use it again today. He says, Looking forward to the next time. Valder. Oh, that's probably the name I should refer to you as. Well I didn't say your last name, so there you go. PS, is it wrong that since Chaz said it, I regularly use the word retarded? And I would say no, as long as you truly have uh, tarted something twice. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a new um, social networking site called Tart? 
I don't know. <laughs> but if anyone's going to start one called Tart, it should be Chaz. Whoa. And then, <laughs> and then you can all be tarting about all your latest tarts, and you can retart stuff. <laughs> that yeah. is too close to rhyming to something obscene. <laughs> <laughs> Just change it from tart to being pie anyway. Just be pie. Re-pie? <laughs> Why not? So, um, yeah, I guess that round wraps up this episode to some degree. Uh, mm-hmm. Avoiding the usual uh, dialogue that I do at the end of the show, I just want to emphasize a couple of things. For example, we do still have our community list. If you guys want to be in that, just send us a 180 by 180 pixel image, and that'll go with the post for your show uh, website resource for Guild Wars that goes into our listing of the fan base, which you can find on the front page of our show. And uh, what else that I'm not going to cover in that stupid little segment that I made up? Um, presumably the G- Gemini Duet. app. Um, oh. The vote is, um, we, we narrowed down the 30 songs down to five. Uh, unfortunately, the polling software we're using had a bit of a hiccup between the two polls. So um, I I can see the results, but no one else can. Um, so the top five were things like um, A Whole New World from Aladdin and Guy Love and uh, Summer Nights and things like that. Um, uh, the vote will be going on until Wednesday, and then I will make Brian and Jim sing whatever comes up on top. And at the moment, it is A Whole New World by Aladdin. I have the karaoke backing track already saved on Spotify, ready to go and buy somewhere to make you guys work out who's going to be playing Princess Jasmine. Oh, God. For, yeah, for, we... for your reference, Ryan, I've started calling Jim Princess. Oh, so I might be able to be Aladdin after all. Yeah, I'm voting for you to be Aladdin. Ooh. Hey, Jim. How's it going, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Maybe you should be Princess Jasmine, since you've got a tiger on your podcast. Oh, come on. (laughs) That's That's a stretch. Tenuous link, that one. (laughs) (laughs) What, are we going to have to do a vote now about who's going to be Jasmine? No, I'm not doing another vote. Yeah, the votes are pretty (laughs) crappy. I'm I'm done with WordPress plugins for votes. Seriously, Dude, they all they are suck. Crap. It's like the only good ones you can find are French. Well, uh, speaking the only, of any ones that are, that are good are not free, and yeah, I'm not shelling out like a hundred bucks for like two votes. Yeah. So, but also speaking of the French, this is completely off. But look up the Gary's Mod videos by Martin Wadi, and there's one called French Server. One of the funniest things you're ever going to see. Holy crap. They started off and they're like, okay, we're on a French service, so we're going to have to learn to speak French. But we have to be discreet about it. Okay. Bonjour. So they start running around the place. Bonjour. Telling everyone bonjour. Do you think that they knew that we're British? I don't know. Just don't mention Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of it, God, I was rolling. Because at the end, the guy, this guy's trying to ban him and he goes, "Uh, first of all, you guys... You speak English, and I want to ban you. And they put up this sign, and it says, must be able to speak five words of French. So the guy looks at it, and he goes, okay, okay, I can do this. Un, deux, trois, si, senor. Yeah. I'll have to supply a a link to that in the show notes, because that one was good. But uh, not safe for work, not safe for kids, not safe for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess that, that... 
Uh, that brings us to an end here. So, uh, Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. I, for one, welcome our new computer overlords. You know, there are ten types of people in this world, those that speak binary and those that don't. <laughs> I didn't prepare one, um, so I think I'll just grab some quotes from the mercenary heroes. I picked you a red iris flower, but then I eated it. <laughs> um, that, that one about the whole ten types of people in this world, that wasn't really mine. That was just off the cuff. Mine was going to be don't eat falafel and then go scuba diving within the next two hours. Not a good idea. It's fuel injected. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Don't don't eat too many almonds. It'll, it'll make your stomach hurt because they have cyanide in them. Yes. <sighs> don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> Consider yourself plus one to pro because you've just finished another episode of the Relics of Ore podcast, a product of Cyan Studios. Swing by the website at relicsoforr.com to find our Facebook page, Twitter feed, Steam community, and our forum. Or send us your email or pre-recorded feedback at relicsoforr at gmail.com or call us at the U.S. phone number 708-202-9262. How do I get involved? You can join the forum or apply for a future reservation in the Guild Wars 2 Relics of War Guild. Also, you can visit our sponsors at doghousesystems.com to show your support. Just enter the coupon code RELICS after you buy a product, and you'll get $25 of credit towards Jinx merchandise. Alternatively, you can head to the main page and find a link to our merchandise line on Zazzle.com, or just use our PayPal donate button. Be sure to subscribe to our show with whatever podcatcher you use, and if it's iTunes, leave us a professional review that we deserve. We'll read it on the show. I hate train yards. <laughs> that sounded like a cat playing Super Mario.